The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. Welcome to the show as we are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And that is why I am so honored today, very honored, to have as our guests representatives from one of the greatest and most powerful federal agencies in the United States, the National Security Agency. The NSA is the government's cryptologic intelligence agency, and the NSA is the world's largest single employer of mathematicians and the owner of the largest group of supercomputers. But in addition, the NSA has aggressively chosen to partner with consultants, colleges, professional organizations across the United States to employ Americans with targeted disabilities. You know what I say about the NSA? I say the NSA rocks. You know why? Because they're the real deal. They're not just talking about it. They're making it happen. So to all of you, on behalf of Americans with targeted disabilities, we applaud you, we salute you, and we know you are going to stand out in the federal government as a role model for all the other agencies. So we get to welcome to our show Mr. Donald Weber, Deputy Chief Office of Recruitment in the Recruitment Office, Ms. Patricia Dolan, the Chief Disability Affairs Office, and Ms. Linda Grimm, Director, Equal Employment Opportunity and Diversity. Welcome to the show. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you, Joyce. And it is an honor to have you on the show. When so many other federal agencies are not doing anything, here we have the best of the best, the top federal agency in security. Look what they're doing. Unbelievable. So let's start since we have listeners throughout the world. Would each of you mind just taking a few seconds and telling our listeners how you became involved with the NSA? And, Linda, we'll start with you. Okay, thank you, Joyce. First of all, I want to thank you for inviting us today to the show, and we're really humbled by that wonderful introduction. Uh, we're very proud of, of being employed with NSA, and, you know, I probably came in in a non-traditional way. I first uh, heard of NSA when I was on the college campus at the University of Maryland, and they were coming in and doing recruitment, and I was very interested at that point, but I had decided to go on to graduate school. And it was about three years later, after I finished graduate school, that I met my future husband, who happened to work at NSA. And, you know, he was so enthused about um, his job here, and he was about to take an assignment overseas. So I started to look into opportunities, and I ended up getting hired, and we spent, I spent the first few years of my career and the first few years of my marriage um, in England, and it was a wonderful way to start a 30-year, and I'll tell you, I have a 30-year career with NSA. Wow. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. And how about you, Patty? Well, I have to tell you that I was fresh out of high school, uh, working in a job that I, I loved very much, and got a call from NSA. 
And my parents said, you know, that's a government job. You need to try it. And I said, I don't know. And so they said, just give it six months. So I gave it six months. It's been 38 years. Um, and uh, when I got inside the agency and saw the various opportunities that we had and um, just just the workforce and, and you started to get relationships, and uh, and then here I am. It's been 38 years for me. Wow. You two have really been there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just shows you how much you love the, the agency that you're at. Now, how about you, Donnie? Well, Donnie Weber. Donnie Weber, your, no, your name is known for all the great work you've been doing, Donnie. Well, I have to tell you, Joyce, as you know, nobody ever does this alone. So we have an incredible team here, and we're very proud uh, of the progress we've made. Um, and we're also very proud that people consider us an employer of choice. We're humbled by that and honored that they, that they look at us as an opportunity to come to work and put, together, put their skills to work uh, in an, an agency where we're protecting the nation every single day. Uh, and in most cases, unbeknownst to most citizens. So we're grateful that we have that opportunity uh, on many levels. But mine started uh, similarly, but uh, on a different path, because as you know, we also have military employees here, and I was a military employee and was a Spanish language analyst for uh, 16 years of my career, moved then into public affairs to help tell the story of what NSA does on on an operational level so that everyone could get a sense of what, you know, the nation's American codemakers and codebreakers were doing for them. Um, and then after that, I was able to move into the Office of Recruitment, an area where I feel very passionate about. Uh, we get an opportunity to give incredible opportunities to youth around the country, professionals around the country, uh, and now we have this opportunity to, to focus on people who can contribute so much and unfortunately are probably the most underemployed uh, segment of our population. So we're thrilled uh, about the opportunity. And again, as you're listening to all of us talk about how we started here, I think what you're hearing in common ground is that once you come in, it's too good to leave. And the opportunities are so incredible. You can move into any uh, area that you're competent to, uh, to be a part of. And they, they do base it on competencies, although you may not have the exact skill. If you bring those competencies and demonstrated uh, performance to the table, you can move anywhere around this agency and never have to leave the company to enjoy a change in your career or a change in the work you do every day or even a change in environment as we have places around the world where people can go. Uh, so it's an incredible opportunity. So we feel very, as you've heard, I think we feel very privileged uh, for that. And, again, humbled by your uh, introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah, and as you can see, when you're hearing the three leaders here speak, they are like this. They are the most humble, genuine people. And here they are at this magnificent national security agency. I guess that they are the example of the leaders who serve, and they do serve. And they serve this country. And you know how great it is for Americans with targeted disabilities to get to work for a federal agency like this? Hey, we're talking about the creme de la creme. So why I have that on my mind, uh, Donnie or Linda, if someone is listening to the show and they want to send their resume or find out more information, what is the website? It's www.nsa.gov. And they can go right to our careers page where they can apply online to any of the numerous jobs we have listed. Um, and if that, for some reason, uh, is not accessible, which it should be, uh, there are toll-free numbers they can call, um, and we will gladly uh, provide an email address or a fax number where they can fax in a resume, whichever is easier. And, and again, let, let's be clear about what we provide. We provide that to all of our candidates. Yes, to uh, everyone. You know, this is about giving everyone an equal opportunity to come in and do great work. So 
That's justice uh, for all. Opportunity for everyone. Yes. Well, Donnie, maybe you can answer this question, and then if Linda or Patty want to chime in, they can. But, you know, when I tell a lot of people about the NSA, uh, because may I tell you I proudly have an NSA coffee mug in my office here, but when I talk about the NSA, a lot of people will say, NSA, I don't know, what would it be like to work there? What's it like? How would you describe that? Donnie, we'll start with you. Well, again, I think part of it is uh, we have two two core uh, missions that we provide. Uh, information assurance, which is the protection of government communication systems. Uh, signals intelligence, which is the exploitation of foreign signals information. And foreign is the operative word there. Um, but we have two incredible missions that span our agency, and it takes all kinds of people to make those successful. Uh, so the opportunities exist from people who want to be in business for contracting and finding and ac- acquiring the equipment we need to those people who have to put the equipment inside a facility so that people can operate it, um, so that those people who use that equipment can come up with new solutions on how to solve some of our most um, uh, troubling kinds of problems, incredible intern pro- We have all kinds of ways and, and mechanisms in place for people to do different things. And there's no one who doesn't feel a part of the mission, I think, is kind of the ethos here uh, and, and the culture of this agency. You know, from the person who has to, um, who provides us and manages our, our fleet of cars that take people around uh, the state, uh, who, who get our people traveling, who acquire the equipment we need, to the people who actually do the mission, everyone knows what they're contributing toward. And I think that's probably the key piece of what we're able to uh, accomplish here at the agency is that n- you can't work here and not know what you're doing every day matters at some point to get successful mission. It doesn't happen with just the technology. It truly is all about the people. So I think that's the culture you'll sense here uh, when you come to the agency. And so the other piece of that I'd like to emphasize is that, you know, Patty's group makes sure that that happens for, in the disability affairs arena. So I'll, I'll kind of turn it to Patty to say uh, she makes sure that they can actually do the missions they do and the work that she does in many different aspects. So... I'd ask that Patty give some insight as to what her office does for our employees, specifically for those with targeted disabilities. Um, first of all, uh, I'd like to say that in the midst of all of the technical descriptions that, that Donnie gave on, on the types of missions that we have at the agency, I was able to come in here uh, and find um, a job that was very people-related, that's very service-related, where I could literally have those relationships that are also important to me. Um, So the place enables someone to find a fit for themselves as long as they're qualified in all kinds of different arenas. But my job and the job of my folks who um, are absolutely wonderful and some great subject matter experts, we're able to go out and take folks with disabilities, with targeted disabilities, with medical conditions, and, and do an assessment of what their condition is, what their needs are, and literally go out and have the backing from the highest levels at the agency to acquire whatever it is that we need to do, purchase, um, implement, deploy, um, and have them be able to do their job, whether they're a person who's blind, a person who's deaf, or just a person who has um, asthma or, or a, um, a, an air quality issue. We, we can cover all bases here, and that's what we do. And I just want to make a comment about that because a person that uh, we referred to the NSA, my company, Vendor Consulting, I just want to mention this person, talk about targeted disability, was a person with quadriplegia. The accommodations that the NSA provided to this individual 
is beyond anything I've ever seen at any company, anywhere, any agency, anywhere. If you are a person with a targeted disability, believe me, when you're at the NSA, we're talking accessible to the highest level. So, Patty, your group has done a phenomenal job. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, there are other agencies or companies, unfortunately, where when people go there, they don't totally understand that word. But when you're at the NSA, you are at the NSA. So trust me, it's accessible. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break for a minute. If you just joined us, this is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and what a great honor to be acknowledging and commending and saluting a federal agency that is employing Americans with targeted disabilities and is making a very, very pronounced effort to do so ongoing. That's what it's all about. You're listening to Joyce Bender. This is America's Voice, where disability matters. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll be back with Donnie, Patty, and Linda in two minutes. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, you're in for a real treat. As you know, we are celebrating National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we are featuring a federal agency that is leading the way in the area of employment for Americans with targeted disabilities when, unfortunately, There has been a decline. Here's an agency that is leading the way and moving 
forward, and that is so awesome. We have today Donnie Weber, the Deputy Chief Office of Recruitment Office, Ms. Patricia Dolan, Chief Disability Affairs Office, and Ms. Linda Grimm, Director, Equal Employment Opportunity and Diversity. You know, what I wanted to do for a minute, um, Donnie, is I want to talk about some of the champions who have enabled you to become one of the federal government's benchmarking for hiring Americans with targeted disabilities. As you all know, and as all of my listeners have heard, right now the employment of Americans with targeted disabilities has decreased in the federal agencies. And sadly, we do not have many champions leading the way. Would you mind telling us about some of those champions who have helped you to make these goals happen? What I'm going to do after that, Joyce, if you'll allow me, is that Linda can talk to you about a system we have in place where we actually assign executive champions to help us in this effort um, in all different areas. But, you know, it began probably around 1992 when we uh, as an agency began to stand up our Disability Affairs Program office, and it was led by one of our current senior executives who was named the champion uh, to help uh, stand up that process. And he helped us to make sure that budgets were in place and resources were assigned. Um, but it really starts at the top for us. It starts with our director, uh, Lieutenant Keith B. Alexander, our deputy director, uh, Chris Inglis, and our chief of staff, Deborah Bonani, who have committed resources, floor space, and personnel to make sure that we are uh, a model employer. So it really starts at that, at that level. And then Which is, by the way, phenomenal. That's what it takes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, And then we have what we have termed as those champions who step up. um, You know, most recently, um, you probably heard of Harvey Davis, who was the uh, chief of recruitment at one point, saw insight to that, then moved up to HR, and now handles our installation logistics office. So whenever we have an accommodation issue that relates to a building, he is right on top of that for us or can work with us to uh, remodel an office, whatever we need to do. Uh, and then we've had an executive champion, uh, a gentleman, I'm just going to use his first name, Len, who has been a, a pioneer in this area since about 1992 when he stood up the first Disability Affairs Program office and then has helped to make sure people like Patty have what they need. But, again, that starts at a very high level, and, and it requires that we have a formalized program, which I'd like for Linda to talk about, where we assign executive champions to help with initiatives like this. So if you don't mind, I'd let Linda talk about that. Yeah, go right ahead, Linda. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks. And as Donnie mentioned, it really does start from the top, and we have a long history. And other executives that have been in my position, Minnie Kenny and and many others who were the EEO directors, really took a very proactive stance. We were striving all along to be a model employer. And we've had in place for several years to give our whole, because it really is not just the top leadership. You have to engage leadership throughout the whole organization. And so we've had opportunities for other senior executives to take an advocacy role for people with disabilities, for for individuals, African Americans, Hispanics, all of the other uh, special emphasis groups, and um, and really, you know, put that emphasis as part of their leadership accountability, and then get and then engage their workforce so that it that it goes from top to bottom and bottom up, and we're pretty proud of that. And it's very been very successful. I will say first of all, the people that are on this show today, these are three of the champions that I know personally. 
and they are champions. They're being very humble, but let me tell you, they have done whatever it takes, of course, in an ethical and moral fashion to make diversity across the board a really important issue at the NSA, but that includes Americans with targeted disabilities. They are champions. The people you are listening to right now are leaders who have just done so much and made it clear we're serious about this. You know, they didn't just talk to me at Vendor Consulting Services. They went across the United States, and they still do, Go, going everywhere, reaching out everywhere in an aggressive fashion. But I want to repeat that. They go out and do this on their own. Joyce, if they I could do. add, um, I think it's a recognition that for us to be successful in this very critical mission that we have at the NSA, we have to build a strong diverse workforce with the right skills. And so we're looking for talent everywhere. And what counts here is your abilities and what you bring to the, to the job. And that's why we've put such an emphasis on increasing diversity in our workforce and particularly giving opportunities for individuals with, with disabilities because these are people with abilities that we need. And, Linda, I skills. so much appreciate you including Americans with targeted disabilities. I really do. I also want to mention about your director that I applaud him. My hat is off to him. I really commend him to the highest level that you are at one of the most prestigious security federal agencies in the United States protecting our country and that he has made this commitment to all people with ability, that he has made this a commitment. I commend him. You know, there are many federal agencies that possibly would have excluded those of us with disabilities. But remember, the NSA has not. And last but far from least, I have also met Mr. Harvey Davis. I will say this man is a champion that I will never forget for the rest of my life who has worked for justice for all. And with that, I think we have a caller on the line. Scott, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Joyce. Okay, go ahead, Scott. Do you want to introduce yourself where you're from? Sure. This is Scott Cook, and I am with uh, FedEx Ground. Okay, Scott, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say uh, I think it's great what these people are doing for the people with um, with um, with um, disabilities. I think it's um, I think it is uh, tremendous. Uh, it's an achievement for them. Well, I do have Scott, we appreciate that. And so you know, Donnie, uh, Scott is in human resources for FedEx Ground, but he is nationally committed to employment uh, issues, and FedEx Ground has been commended for their work. So for him to call in, Scott, that's very nice of you to do so. Well, thank you. Donnie, well, did you want to say I, anything? I do. I, Scott, thank you so much. Um, we certainly uh, appreciate that. And, and um, as we've mentioned before, um, we, it's hard to look at something that's the right thing to do as an achievement. Um, it's something that makes sense uh, because we are hiring people, as we've pointed out before, who absolutely bring to our table uh, talent that allows us to be successful in our mission. Were that not the case, we wouldn't hire them. So um, although we're very appreciative for the recognition, it's the right thing to do, uh, and we're doing it for mission success. And as Linda pointed out, it brings another perspective to the table. 
and allows us to come up with solution sets that we would not have other been able, uh, not otherwise been able to come up with without that perspective. So uh, we appreciate that, and we're, and we're thankful. Um, and you can refer any of your friends to us with those computer science, engineering, math, language, oh, I uh, will. business backgrounds. That would be great. <laughs> I will. Thank hey, you, thanks, Scott. Thank you. And, Scott, thank you for thank calling you, in. Yes, thank, thank, thank you, you so for much commitment. for calling, Scott. Uh, yes, no thank you. Uh, All right. Hey, Donnie uh-huh. and Linda and Patty, when I talk about the NSA to anyone, uh, because, of course, as you know, I'm a woman with epilepsy and have been consulting services. We employ Americans with targeted disabilities. And, and I speak frequently across the country, and I always say I think of the NSA as the good housekeeping seal of approval. I don't know if you noticed that comment that Donnie just made. Again, they hire all people of ability, all diversity issues, including including disability, but they don't hire them just to hire them. I mean, the person has to have the qualifications. So, Donnie, my question, um, I mean, come on, to work for the NSA, in my opinion, you really have to be a cut above. And why is it that the NSA is able to target the employment of Americans with significant disabilities and stand out as such a champion? Why is that? Well, as as we do with um, many of the kinds of talent we're looking for, we diversify our portfolio in the areas where we look. We use, like I said, consulting firms. We've walked, we've uh, been to college campuses um, where we are trying to recruit those people that are studying in those areas or who have some experience in the areas that we're looking for. Um, and so you find people from all walks of lives doing that. And it's not uncommon to find a person with a targeted disability in that arena. Um, it's just a matter of getting them to recognize you're an employer of choice, you're a model, model employer. Um, sometimes that's not so easily identifiable given, uh, that, given that we're a defense agency, but we are, and that, and that branding for us is changing. Um, so we reach out, as, as you've pointed out several times, um, many different ways. We go to uh, several disability affairs, uh, career fairs, professional organizations throughout the country. We go to college campuses and visit the Career Services Center and specifically uh, the Disability Affairs Program Centers. Uh, to make sure we're, we're getting our word out and so that people know that we're an employer of choice. Um, one of the things that we are trying to make sure people understand that have disabilities is that to identify themselves with that disability that will not hinder their ability to be hired nor move forward in our organization for promotion or other job opportunities. Um, it, it, does, it doesn't hinder that ability at all. Uh, so it's partly us getting out there and talking to different organizations. And I will also say um, in... Um, support of our sister agencies, they come with us. We've been out with FBI and Secret Service and, and the intelligence community to those events as well, uh, working on our effort to try to do this a little better as a, as a group, as a collaborative group. So we are moving forward uh, a little bit, and we've had some extra advantage uh, at the NSA because we have had a, a person who was designated as our Disability Affairs Program Manager uh, who was able to reach out specifically to those campuses where we had uh, candidates we could, we could attract and so we've done different things that allow us to have, I'd say, an edge, but it's starting to filter through, and it just takes some time. And a large part of that time is getting hiring managers, the people who make the final decision, um, uh, to come along with us, and they're there. They're deciding to hire someone. Like I said, uh, the, the gentleman that we hired that you referred to several times was chosen because he competed for the job like everyone else, and his, his abilities outweighed the rest of the candidates. They hired him to do mission work, and he was able to do that, and he's still here, and that's several years ago. So um, that's, how, that's how we're able to do this. Yeah, and, and you know what? I want to mention again 
they go out to many different agencies, many different groups, whenever they came and talked to me. Are you hearing how I said that? They came and talked to me. Do you understand what I mean? The NSA is going out, reaching out. They're doing this. They're being proactive. They're serious about it. So I just want to say once again, anytime I mention the NSA, I am always honored to think I'm affiliated with them in any way. And if you are a person with a targeted disability, this agency is the best of the best as far as their accessibility, their commitment, their leadership. Because of them, there are other federal agencies that are now following their lead. And isn't that just unbelievable? And with that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back from break, right back with Donnie Weber, Patty Dolan, and Linda Grimm from the National Security Agency. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, remember, this is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And we are featuring a federal agency, the National Security Agency, who is one of the agencies I'm working with to provide people with targeted disabilities. They work with many different forms, many different people across the country. But I want to say 
They're leading the way. And I think we have a caller on the line. Hello? Yes. Hi. Hi, Joyce. This is uh, Commissioner Christine Griffin. Hey, Commissioner Christine Griffin. How are you? I'm just fine. I I was listening to the show, and I just wanted to call in and, and say congratulations to the folks there at NSA for the great job that they do uh, employing people with disabilities. I I use them as an example in, in a lot of my speeches, and, and I just wanted to congratulate the folks there that are doing the work. I couldn't be with them at an event last week, but, but I certainly um, admire the, sort of the leadership you've taken on this issue, and it was great to hear that you're working with some of the other uh, national security agencies uh, as well to help them, I think, correct uh, their imbalance when it comes to hiring people with disabilities. So, Thank you. We appreciate those comments, Commissioner Griffin, and we hope we'll be able to um, have you come out and visit with us. Yeah, I would really like to because I do admire the work that you're doing. And, And again, you know, the fact that you folks recognize that there are qualifications that a person has and it the disability really doesn't matter, is very important, and especially for an agency like yours. And, and yes. that demonstrates to lots of other agencies that think maybe their work is so special that a person with a disability couldn't do it. Yep, you are an example of an agency that's telling them that's not true. And so I applaud that, and, and you really uh, do help the effort when I'm out there speaking about it. Thank you again. Yes, yeah. thank you very much, Commissioner. Honor yeah. for us that you called in today. Thank yeah, you so you're much. Welcome. Commissioner so Griffin, I, Commissioner Griffin, I know that you are the head of the LEAD initiative. Can you just very quickly explain that to our listeners, what that is? Well, LEAD is, is uh, an initiative here at the EOC um, that is trying to reverse the declining trend of employment for people with disabilities in the federal government. Unfortunately, we've had a basically a 15-year decline in the federal government of employment of people with disabilities. We are at an all-time low of 0.92%, and that means that out of 2.6 million federal employees across the country, roughly you know less than 24,000 are people with significant or severe disabilities, and and that's really that's Horrible. a shame. It's terrible. A shame. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. Outrageous. Well, Commissioner Griffin, I just want to say how proud I am of you and what you are doing, and I know you will continue this. So it's great that you have an agency that you can use as an example, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, because there aren't, you know, there aren't a lot of federal agencies that that have embraced this issue and and have leadership on it, and and NSA clearly does. So um, it is great to use them as an example. Well, thank you right, so thank much, you. and thank Thanks you for, for taking time to call in. All right, take care. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Commissioner Christine Griffin, United States EEOC Commissioner, who is the head of the LEAD Initiative. If you listen to my show, you know that Commissioner Griffin has been on the show before and that we admire and respect her so very much for what she's doing and the work that she is doing. But as you can see, Donnie, you're making an impact. Well, I, again, it's that for us it's very humbling, uh, and we feel very privileged that we have this opportunity. So um, what an incredible uh, – well, we feel very honored that she called in today. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let me ask you this. The NSA is hiring Americans with targeted disabilities to do what? This is my favorite part saying this, to protect our country. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. that is so awesome. <laughs> that part right there is so awesome. What has been the reaction of the employees at the NSA to this initiative? Uh, Linda, do you want to talk about that first? Yes, absolutely. It's been, you know, a Incredible reaction, and we provide a lot of um, outreach, education, awareness to, mar- to our workforce to help them overcome sometimes some of that reluctance. Uh, but once they find a, and, and get to interview a candidate with the skills and the talents that we need, it's no problem overcoming some of that reluctance because that's what we're all about, as we said earlier. We're about, and this is a very competitive business, and it's competitive out there for the kinds of skills that we need. So when we're looking for people with the right talents and the right skills, it doesn't matter if they're coming with a disability because we have a wonderful um, program here that Patty runs to provide um, support, reasonable accommodations, training for the managers and the other employees in the office and to increase their awareness. And I'm going to ask Patty, if you don't mind, to comment a little bit about that and some of the outreach and training that she provides to our workforce. Well, thank you, Linda. As far as training goes, actually, we try to start up front. We feel like we need to provide information to the recruiters and the hiring managers so that when they're out all across the country, as you've stated, uh, Joyce, they can answer the question, what can NSA do do for us? Can I really work there? Can they really accommodate me? And then we try to bring them into the lab so that they see, and Joyce, I'm proud to say that you've been in to visit us. Um, and, and then they know the kinds of equipment we have. They know the kinds of things we do. And then they can share that answer up front so that someone's not afraid to apply. Someone really understands that, yes, if they're qualified, they can be hired and they can be retained um, at NSA. Once they are hired, um, we have a program where, let's say, for example, oftentimes folks are just a little bit afraid. Fear is such a factor with some people. They're going to get a quadriplegic in their office, and they don't know how to react. Um, They're a little leery. We'll go in in advance, and we'll talk to them specifically to that disability. They're going to hire a deaf person. We go in and talk about the accommodations that are typical for a deaf person. We'll teach a sign language class. We'll do a deaf culture awareness class with them. Um, And so we try to tailor training to that disability so that folks are very comfortable when their person arrives in their office, that they're welcome and they're able to be accommodated from day one. Um, I think that our goal is to do away with any reaction. I think that one day we hope that there's no reaction because it's typical to see employees with disabilities all throughout our workforce. Yes, and I will say I have been to the NSA, as Patty mentioned, and been in her area, and it is phenomenal. And, Patty, what you are doing is phenomenal. And that is why it's so easy to work with the NSA. And, Joyce, if I could add, you know, what I think Patty also uh, demonstrates is that we have partners in our process for hiring um, and from the, uh, uh, the perspective of recruitment, that work with us in all stages of this to ensure accommodations are met. Uh, from our security uh, organization, who um, is incredible with providing and ensuring that everyone has uh, what they need, to our um, HR organization. Uh, everybody works hand in glove to make sure that we do everything we can to make sure we don't lose talent. And again, you keep, I hope you're hearing that theme here, because this is about 
getting the right talent in to do mission work and not losing the talent because we can't find a way to accommodate someone. That makes no sense uh, because that talent has taken a long time to grow, and so we want to we capitalize on that. Yes, and, and you do. And I think if you're listening to the show right now, you also can hear the passion. You know, this is not someone that's just talking about it. This is not an agency that's just saying, oh, one or two people here. There. I mean, they're serious about this. And, folks, it's the National Security Agency. I mean, come on. So I'm telling you, it is so unbelievable that it is this federal agency that we would be recognizing as we're talking about National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And we're going to go to break for a minute. We'll be back so we can talk more to Donnie Weber, Deputy Chief with the Office of Recruitment, Ms. Patricia Dolan, Chief Disability Affairs Office, and Ms. Linda Grimm, Director for Equal Employment Opportunity and Diversity. Listening to the show today, any of you federal agencies, here you have an example. It's the NSA. Don't just talk about it. Don't just put up posters. Don't just have a seminar. Hire someone. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and this month we decided to feature a federal agency that we have worked with and many other people have worked with across the country. But I can tell you as the CEO of Bender Consulting Services, they are hiring people. They are the real deal. That would be the NSA. And we have as our guests Donnie Weber, Patty Dolan, and Linda Grimm. Do I have you all back with me? 
Yes, yes. I guess. Okay. Well, you know, that was so awesome that we also, if you just joined us, you missed Commissioner Griffin calling, who is EEOC Commissioner, talking about the great work they've done. I, I want to say one thing. You have been complimented not just by Commissioner Christine Griffin, but by many people, including former United States Attorney General and Governor of Pennsylvania, Dick Thornburg, when he spoke at the Tony Quello Lecture Series in New York City, City, he said, if the National Security Agency can commit to hiring Americans with disabilities, why can't every employer in the nation do the same? So tell me, Linda, why do you think the unemployment rate is so high still for Americans with targeted disabilities? I think, uh, Joyce, there's still maybe a lot of fear, some prejudice out there, yet that really needs to be addressed. And uh, there's a lack of, of awareness that there's this large untapped source of talent in the American um, workforce, in the American community that we need to reach out to. And so it takes, I believe, uh, leadership focus and a real um, understanding of how you reach out to people and, and, you know, recruit the talent that you need. Donnie's a real um, pro at this. Uh, thanks to him and others in our recruitment office, we've really made some real inroads in that area. But I do think that it's, and I think I've, I've heard the commissioner talk about this too, we have to overcome some of the fear and, and prejudice about um, working with people with disabilities. Yes. And you know what? How about you, Patty? What do you think about this? Well, I, I, my first um, my first response would be um, the same as Linda's, that, that she was right on with the fear. But, um, you know, I'm also thinking that it went right out of my head. <laughs> You're thinking that it's because of this fear, ignorance? Not no, oh, what I was going to say, thank you so much for bearing with me. Um, I was going to say that I think a lot of the folks with disabilities don't understand that there are agencies like ours who who will be able to hire them, who will be able to accommodate them. And so I think sometimes the unemployment um, is is still so high because we're not getting out there enough, not just us, but everybody. We're not getting out there to not enough to make those folks feel like they do have the possibility of working. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think, Donnie? Well, um, I think, again, Linda and Patty have it spot on, and it, it boils down to, I believe, awareness on both sides and action on both sides. Um, and it, it's kind of our turn to take the action uh, to make sure that people know that we're a model agency for employees, that we will provide accommodations, and that there's opportunity. Because when people think, and it's not just uh, people with disabilities, but when they think of an agency that um, works for the defense of their country, sometimes people self-evaluate and determine, well, that, you know, well they won't want me. Um, without exploration, and so we need to step out uh, and be more active in our in our uh, recruitment processes. What we're doing, be more active recruitment uh, agents, and get out there and let people know here are the opportunities. Um, and if you can if you can perform in that area, then you can work with us. Uh, and that's all that I think it's an awareness raising, and it's on both sides. The other side we're seeing, and, and we're working hard with um, our folks to try to overcome is the fear that people don't want to identify themselves as having a disability for, for, again, the fear that it will be held in some way against them in the hiring process. Uh, we're here to tell you that's not the case. So um, 
I think it's awareness on both sides, and I think they've hit that piece. And it's, it's, I would even say fear sometimes on both sides. It's hard to put yourself out there if you're going to feel like you'll be rejected. And our track record is not ours. I mean, you know, generally overall, the nation's has been rejection. Um, so it's, it's time for us to kind of step forward and say, our bad, the rejection was wrong, we need your talent. And so I think it's awareness, and it's, uh, it's time for us to step forward, which I believe we're doing, and we're doing as a community as well. Uh, we certainly want to make bigger strides. Um, and, we're, and we're heading in that direction. So we're pretty, I think we're getting it. <laughs> I, I believe you are. And I just want to say, Patty, that um, the other day I was talking to a company, and I actually had, you know, they had hired someone from me to work in an area w- with a repetitive-type position, repetitive-type task, and this person had an intellectual disability. And what one of the managers said to me is, you know, I was opposed to this at the beginning. Now I see how this employee actually outworks all the other employees. But you know what my problem was? Patience at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, Patty, do you think that in many cases, because so many of the people are entry level, you know, because of the high unemployment rate, do you think that that also factors into this, that, you know, people want to just hire someone that can hit the ground running? Absolutely. I think that we have so many, um, we have so many technical folks who are managers and they're working managers that they have to do their own job here as well as trying to manage their workforce. And so that doesn't always give the luxury of having the time that you'd like to spend um, with someone. The, the very nice thing that we have is if we hire someone who really struggles a little bit as they're trying to learn a job, we do some job coaching here. I have a couple of individuals who do a really great job of going in side-by-side with that individual, learning that job, um, and then and then watching that person and then fixing um, or, or, you know, coaching and, and telling that person how they have to accomplish that, that function and staying with them every step of the way through those repetitive type of things that a manager who's busy with other things typically wouldn't take the time to do or have the time to do. Um, and we do that, and we've been very successful um, with some cases that we've had to do that. And, and managers are very appreciative because they said just what you said, oh, my gosh, I really didn't think this was going to work. I really didn't think this was going to be a success, particularly if we've had to reassign someone and kind of put them in a position, and, and they were kind of fighting it to start with. But then once they see the person come in, learn the job, um, and do a beautiful job, then they're very appreciative um, for the time that we had in the worker that they ended up with. Well, you know, one thing that I say frequently um, on this next topic I want to talk about, I'll say to people, uh, who do you know, who do you know that you don't know that well or you don't know at all that would be willing to give up their life for you? And that, of course, would be someone in the service. Mm -hmm. Because every day, anyone that serves this country it's putting themselves in a position where they are willing to give up their life for you. And for that reason, we at Bender feel very strongly about hiring veterans with targeted disabilities. And I know that you do the same thing at the NSA. Donnie, don't you believe our country has a duty to open the doors to employment to those injured in the war? Well, and absolutely, Joyce, and our director is very committed. Uh, Linda Graham works very closely with the director on a program called Operation Warfighter, 
um, and to ensure that we're doing just that. So, um, Linda, do you want to talk uh, about that? I wanted to say that our director is right. passionate about this, and um, you know there are a lot of efforts in in the DoD right. to uh, employ uh, our veterans, our our uh, service members who have you know been injured and have come back and are being rehabilitated. And so we're working very closely with a program called Operation Warfighter at the DOD level to provide opportunities and to give ourselves the benefit of bringing in individuals who have served their country in this way. And he is passionate about that. And both Donnie and Patty are on a working group um, that has been uh, developing this program for us and successfully bringing people in to work with us. So, yes. We, you know, there's no mission greater that that someone who has served their country in that way could come then and now work with the NSA and continue to uh, defend and support the security of this nation. And I'm going to use Joyce your word. How cool is it that people with targeted disabilities are coming here to work and get to defend and protect their nation? Um, it also then allows us the opportunity to afford those who have been injured while serving that opportunity they had started out to want to do in serving and protecting their country to continue. Uh, their life's work in an agency that does that. And so we have began an, uh, an intern program where we work with uh, Department of Defense under Operation Warfighter, and we bring in people to work under internships uh, while they're in rehabilitation at the different medical facilities around the country. Um, and then if uh, they're, it's determined they're going to leave the service um, or they are looking for employment, if there's a fit, we then work to um, see about getting them employment here, getting them through the process, helping them uh, apply, all those kinds of things. Um, if nothing else, what it does do for them is to make sure they know that they are still viable, uh, productive people for a life change they hadn't anticipated, and um, we believe that th that they can contribute, and we can contribute towards their, even just their resume as they move on to their next career, their next profession. So uh, yes. we are excited about that program. And I am very excited about that because in May of next year, I will be the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. Many of our veterans are coming back because of traumatic brain injury or blast mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that then result in epilepsy. So anyone listening to the show, I want to tell you, you know, that is such a responsibility that we have yeah. that you should have. Well, here we go. The last two questions I have to make sure I've asked one or two of you these. So, Linda, we'll start with you. You, Linda, I can tell from your bio here, you have already accomplished so much in your career at the NSA. But what, what, what do you feel is your greatest accomplishment? Wow, Joyce, that's a, that's a really hard question. I'll tell you, I have... I really sincerely believe I have so many blessings in my life, and I feel really very fulfilled at this point in my life that I have spent 30 years here working at NSA, having the opportunity to advance to the level that I have to be able to try to contribute now in this very important job as the Director of EEO and Diversity, and that at the same time I, you know, have still happily married for 30 years, have two wonderful children who are also fulfilling their dreams, and um, I couldn't be at a better place in this point in time in my life. Well, let me ask you, and that is a wonderful thing to be proud of, by the way. Donnie, if you had to leave a message with our listeners today, what would that be? Our doors are open. We're looking for computer scientists, engineers, mathematicians, business majors, security uh, agents, um, and we are your employer of choice. 
So if you're looking for an opportunity that you'll never regret, as you've heard us talk about today, and you've heard, I hope, in the passion or voice of what we do, uh, people don't stay at a place for 30 years if they don't love it. Um, and so we'd offer you to come to our webpage, www.nsa.gov, and visit, take a look, and then just apply. We have incredible opportunities, and uh, we look forward to meeting everyone. <laughs> and we compliment you, Donnie, uh, Linda, Patty, at Bender Consulting Services. We want to salute all of you, every one of you at the NSA for the great work you are doing helping change our country. And at the end of every single show, I end with a quote. So today it will be from EEOC Commissioner Christine Griffin, who said, even though the Rehab Act of 1973 has long required federal agencies to engage in affirmative action to hire and advance individuals with disabilities, we have failed to meet this challenge. We must. We must and we can do better, just like they're doing at the NSA. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.